0: I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. All right, folks, it's another Thursday, your favorite day of the week, because the First Gen Lounge is going down. I am here today with a phenomenal woman. I'm going to call her a phenomenal woman because she is. Just knowing her story, what she's been through, and what she has to offer, you guys are really in for a treat. I have with me Kanisha N. Brown-Alexander. Kenesha, welcome to the First Gen Lounge. How are you?
1: Hello, hello. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm honored to have you here. You have a powerful <laughs> story and I don't want to waste another minute getting to it. So if we can, can you please tell us about yourself? What is your story?
1: Absolutely. I am your living, breathing testimony of tragedy to triumph. I know that it's cliche, but I am that story. So really quick, at the age of 12, I lost my father to a brain aneurysm. And mind you, I was a daddy's girl. So that shook my world upside down. And um, after losing him, that was actually my first introduction to depression. And having to survive that at the age of 12. And I lived and I lived through it with the help of my family and my mother and my loved ones. But tragedy struck again my freshman year of college. I was attending the University of Kentucky and I received a phone call that my mother was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. Hmm. And so once again, my world was shook upside down. I'm an only child. So it was she and I, you know, she was my rock. And naturally, I wanted to be there by her side. So I was the girl that was up and down the highway because University of Kentucky is about an hour away from Louisville, Kentucky. So I'm up and down the highway. I'm at appointments. I was at, you know, her initial surgeries. And I just said that I'm going to be here because she's my rock and I'm going to make sure that I take care of her just as she's done me. And it took its toll on me. Again, you know, I'm a college student. At the time, I was a student athletic trainer. I was studying Alpha Kappa Alpha, Sorority Incorporated, and, you know, it was a lot to go through. And subsequently, the third year, she did pass away to breast cancer. And at the age of 21, I was, by definition, an orphan because I no longer had my parents. Mm. So it, it was a lot. It was a lot to go through. Um, and I actually lost my grandfather immediately afterwards. And this took me to suicidal thoughts and an attempt of suicide. And I just felt like life wasn't no longer worth living. I felt that, you know, I hadn't accomplished much. My parents are gone. How am I going to do this? And, you know, those those evil thoughts, those thoughts of Satan just, just tormented me. And, um, I I overcame because obviously I'm talking to you all today, but the revelation was, it was, you know, I I was committed to a, a institution and God told me right then and there, you know, look around you. I know it's really, really bad, but there are others that are going through things that are much worse than you. And so if I could tell anybody, you know, take a look at your circumstances and look around, you know, there's always somebody that has it much worse than you. Though our situations may be bad in the moment, you know, someone has to work and we have something to be grateful and thankful for. So I'm just grateful that, you know, God put me through um, with the help of family and and friends and loved ones. You know, I was able to get to the other side of this. This year now makes 11 years that I've navigated this thing called life. But um, by grace, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. You know, still got much to accomplish, but I am truly grateful for where God has brought me and excited to see what the future holds.
0: Mm. I love, I love, I love these moments. And <laughs> you don't get that from your bio. <laughs> you don't get yeah, that. That's yeah, I left some things out. Which I can understand. Yeah. I can see why, you know, but my God, I'm really <laughs> lost for words right now because that's it's amazing. one of those things when life is hard, it's hard. And what makes life better is being able to share it with people that you love. So what then happens when you lose all of those people before your life has really gotten started? I commend you for even being in a place where you've been able to heal enough to talk about the experiences where you can open up and help others heal as you have healed. And are continuing to heal because that's an ongoing process. I'm sure of that. Oh, yeah. But for being so transparent about even the suicide attempt, because it's not something that we talk much about. And I would even go further, you know, just to be candid in the black community. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. and that's important because it happens all the time. But if you don't mind me just asking, you know, just kind of off the beaten path, what has helped you? To sustain since coming out of the whirlwind of having lost everyone, you know, close to you in that manner, and then even going through the experience of severe depression and a suicide attempt?
1: Sure. It, it was finding passion, you know, it it was finding the one thing, you know, there could be a plethora of things, but what was the one thing that while I was in it, you know, I could block out everything else that I was going through and just kind of enjoy the moment. And for me, it's sport. Um, it's the atmosphere of sports. It's watching sports. You know, I am the fanatic fan that you know goes that crazy for their team. Go Wildcats! But uh, you know, I'm I'm that fan. I'm that girl that you know, the home girl that can just watch football and watch basketball. But actually, work in the environment and just to be overtaken by it is just something that is indescribable. And so, like I said, while I was you know taking care of mom I was on the track of trying to become a athletic trainer that was my goal I wanted to bring together helping others in the medical field but being enforced and so mm-hmm. that was the path that I was taking but it got derailed when you know she was sick and she passed and I ended up transferring to the University of Louisville it was closer to home and i needed to be closer home to my support system but i didn't want to lose sports because i knew that sports was the thing that i was really holding on to and you know i had to transfer credits and found out you know i had failed so many classes science classes that you know they were telling me well you're going to need another three years before you graduate and i said that's not an option i'm going to quit school and i will probably try to make money and live Mm -hmm. in not so righteous ways so what can i do to get out of school a little bit quicker. And they said, well, why don't you go into sports administration, the business side of sports? I said, I'm fine with that. I'll do that, you know. So that, changing my major, actually made me have to have an internship. Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about the Midwest and the Kentucky region, you know, the winters are really cold and really dark and gray. And that will put you into seasonal depression. And so me recognizing that, I knew I had to leave and with the blessing of god you know i put out fillers and ended up getting an internship with the orange bowl committee which is in miami florida the sunniest of all sunny places (laughs) the complete opposite of where i was and you know that opportunity right there was the door open to my sports career as it is today but sports is, is that thing that is my passion and that is the thing that Drives me, fuels me, gives me energy. You know, anybody knows I walk into an arena or a stadium and I can just stand there and just be in awe of just the mm. vibrations of atmosphere. And so when I'm in that element, you know, it's showtime, it's game time. I don't think about anything and I could be going through who knows what, but you know, you get to game day and you just forget about that. And so that's my moment. That's my piece. And I would encourage anybody that's going through something, find your passion, find your peace, your center, and hold on to that because that's the thing that's going to keep you and push you and motivate you on those dark days.
0: Mm, Nice. So this is making me think, You know, you brought up passion, you brought up purpose. So I heard those two words come up. And, you know, those are my words. I love those words. Those are buzzwords. (laughs) Um, So what I want to ask you is, how has your passion and your purpose shaped what you're working on now professionally?
1: So the two actually for me are, they mean two different things. So passion, as I was speaking on sports, like that's the thing that drives me. I love it. You know, it's a God-given talent. I believe that I have in the administration and the organization and operations of sports. But my purpose, there was a purpose for me losing my parents. Obviously, it took years for me to recognize that when you're in it, you don't care what nobody's saying, like, oh, there's a reason for everything. I don't want to hear that. So Mm -hmm. it took some years to get to the point to where there really is a reason. And so last year was when God revealed it to me. Last year was the 10-year anniversary of losing my mom. And, um, you know, I was ready to rewrite the story of her anniversary time. You know, I was the one that just wanted to stay in the bed all day and didn't want to eat or bathe or do anything. You know, I was depressed and I was fat. And though I still have a feeling, I was ready to rewrite how I saw that day. And so he said, hey, I want you to start celebrating you. I know this is a time of mourning and you remember as vividly as you see the day, you know, what happened. You saw her take her last breath. But I want you to recognize that I've allowed you to live and be these last 10 years. So start celebrating you and the fact that you survived. And so that was the shift. And in that same moment, he said, now that you've come through this and you're on the other side of it, you know, I want you to start helping others. And Mm so with that was the purpose. And that is actually how I started my nonprofit organization, which is Season of Hope. And this is Season of Hope Having Only Positive Expectations. And now I'm doing events and catering to caregivers of those who are taking care of loved ones. Because while I was going through, you know, my mom had plenty of places to go and get encouragement and support and, you know, talk with other cancer patients. But me as her daughter, being the caregiver and running around and, you know, killing myself, going back up and down the highway, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't have anybody to take care of me. And I didn't have anybody that could really understand what these shoes felt like. So I wanted to create a space where caregivers could come together. You can talk, vent, you know, bounce ideas around each other on, you know, how to take care of your loved one or your new ways to do things. And so I've been doing these events for this community because I felt like it was an underserved community and that right there was the purpose of me going through what I went through.
0: Mm. Passion and, and purpose. So definitely, you know, kind of like you said, define them as different things, but of course, have the function that they drive you in one way or another. Right. They give your life meaning. I, I do. I do feel that. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. I'm ponder on. I need to ponder on that a little bit because I hadn't heard it put that way before. <laughs> so I like it. I do like it. I do like it. So even thinking about the work that you're doing, because I'm sure, you know, with season of hope, there's a lot there, and then you do sports and event consulting. You have a lot of things to juggle. You're a wife, you're a mother. Mm-hmm. To this point, you, you continue to thrive, you know, in spite of the adversity that you face. And again, you're first gen. So just add more, you know, to the, to the experiences. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like, well, I mean, a yeah, guy can't get a break <laughs> here, but, but just thinking back on all that you've experienced, is there something that you've learned about life? that you wish someone would have told you? That's a great question. I would definitely say be more gentle on yourself. Mm. Recognize that, you know,
1: everything, again, you know, has a purpose, but not everything is to be taken so seriously. You know, just to understand that life is precious and there are things that are far more important than, you know, your outfits you're going to wear and, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, what's the next function you're going to go to or uh, am I going to go see Beyonce and Jay-Z? You know, like appreciation for people and appreciation for just life in general, you know, because things are happening these days where, you know, people are going so sudden and Far earlier than you expected, and I just think that you know, just not taking life so seriously, but just understanding that you only get one, and mm-hmm. you've got to live it to the best of your ability. You know, you, you it's time out for just half stepping and being content. You know, I hate to be cliche with what's going on, but you've got to live your best life. You really do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got to do it now and and stop just waiting there's never a good time to do anything you know so you got to make up in your mind you know this is the goal that i want i need to do it now
0: and you know just focus on what
1: really matters most
0: mm. focus on what matters most um that was great advice you know because I, I needed it even right now today just to remember focus <laughs> on what matters most but even to be gentle and i tell yeah. people that but i don't tell myself so thank you for the reminder my friend no right <laughs> um i appreciate <laughs> that so on the flip side, I'm, I'm curious to know if there's ever been advice that someone's given to you that's really just stuck and has really helped shape who you are.
1: I would say my dear grandmother, she's affectionately known as Mima, and oh. I, I call her my best friend because literally I didn't go to daycare. Like I stayed with my Meemaw until I went to grade school. And so... Um, You know, she, unfortunately, she passed away last year. And so that's Mm. kind of hard to deal with. But one thing she has told me, gosh, I I probably, I don't know, two or three. I don't know. But one thing that has stuck with me that she said is, you know, be careful how you carry yourself because you never know who's watching. Mm. And that has stuck with me because. You know, there have literally been times in my life where I've received opportunities based off of somebody saying they saw me across the room or they heard of me through somebody else. And, you know, it's so important, you know, your reputation and, and how you carry yourself and how you treat people. Those are some things that follow you for the rest of your life. And, you know, I try to operate in that type of integrity because, again, you know, I never know where the next opportunity is going to come. And I never know who knows who who I'm trying to get in contact with you know Mm -hmm. just a couple days ago I sent an email you know reaching out for an opportunity and they took a look at my information they said oh yeah I know so and so and so that told me "Hmm, they can go and reach out to them and you know really find out the nitty-gritty quote-unquote on me (laughs) right you know and obviously she has nothing but great things to say, but that's just because you've got to consistently move and, and shake in a, in a manner of integrity just because you never know who's watching and you don't know who knows who in these days. So that is one advice that I just
0: hold near and dear and I would share that with anybody. Mm, like that. So you said that how you carry yourself really matters. Okay. And it's, of course it's something we should think a lot about So thinking about how you carry yourself and thinking about what you've come to learn about yourself as you evolve, what would you say has been the most significant thing that you've come to know about who you are?
1: I would say that I am stronger than I say that I am. (laughs) I don't like to give myself credit. You know, everybody, they're the cliches. Oh my gosh, you're so strong. And uh, I don't know what I would do if I were you. And, you know, sometimes I actually had to pause and say, dang on occasion you are pretty strong you know (laughs) I I give I don't give myself as much credit as I should and so I would definitely say that that's that's probably the biggest piece is that I am I'm stronger than I I think that I am I've accomplished more than I give myself credit for but hands down you know my savior is is the only reason why i'm still here and in my mm-hmm. life mind. because i could be mm-hmm. here and gone crazy or out here just fuck wild you know because mm-hmm. i know people who just don't come through this kind of tragedy and you know be in this type of position and so mm-hmm. I just give all glory and honor to God just for saving me, saving me from myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I, I knew I didn't deserve it and I wanted to make sure of that. And he said, no, I've got something else for you. Just trust me. And I just think the two combined, you know, just recognizing my own strength and then just thanking God for the strength that is within me. Hands down would have to be how I would celebrate myself.
0: Thinking about. You saying that the the idea of strength, it Mm -hmm. made me think about how often we, especially as first generation college graduates, as first gens going through undergrad period, we typically, and I say typically just from the conversations I've had from others who are like us, understand that we have to be strong. So Mm -hmm. then my question to you is, what does it really mean to be strong? And just in your opinion, you know, how how you've lived and made it, what does that look like?
1: I would say your ability to
0: bounce back, your resiliency, Mm.
1: how well you're able to take whatever the circumstances, not necessarily ignore it, you know, or or push it under the rug because, you know, suppressing your feelings, that doesn't help either. But just your ability to understand the moment, to recognize that it's happened what you know, whatever the situation is, and then how you're able to take it, flip it, and come through it, whether that is, you know, finding a way, making a way, you know, if that's financial, if that's your grades, you know, how are you going to bounce back from a, a, a failing test score? How are you going to bounce back from family drama, family situations? You know, how are you able to process that but still be able to maintain your class where it's just your ability to bounce back and to press through regardless of what the situation may be because you know it's it's hard life is hard (laughs) Mm -hmm. it really is it is is. we've all been dealt a hand And it's just, you know, how how are you going to take that hand at your devil? And how are you going to take it, mold it, let it shape you and let it be the fabric of your life? And later on, be able to be in a position like this and talk about it and, and, you know, have a positive outcome to it. You know, because when we're going through it, we don't see it. We we see Mm -hmm. where we are right now. We can't see past where we're at. You know, all I know is this is what it is. And, you know, it's just having the ability to say, okay, you know, leaning on your scriptures. He said, you'll never leave me nor forsake me, right? You know, mm. it, it's holding on to your foundation and just knowing that with God, anything is possible. And so, if it's just going to be me and him get, get through this, that's what are going to do? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's really what it boils down to. It's just how you bounce back and your support system and your
0: way of getting through it. Mm. I like all of this and I I, I love I love doing these interviews because I just I just love what what all of you bring and just the element of bounce back because resiliency is definitely one of my thrive words it's one that I'm like be resilient be offensive be intentional that's the mo. that's actually the motto behind the scenes so it's yeah I'm like oh yeah she's she's speaking to my soul right now (laughs) Like I I feel this Love it. Love it. So we're getting to a point where we're, you know, we're wrapping up and you have dropped so many gems on us today. And, you know, just had such a, a profound experience to share that for even for somebody like me, it just makes me say, just be grateful, you know, because it could be worse. And that's not to take away from any anybody's circumstance because we all experience our hardship and our adversity different. But it's, oh, yeah. but it's something to hear somebody else's story and to think, I don't even know how I would handle that. So mm-hmm. that's the perspective from which I'm coming. So as we are, you know, at this point, if there is anything, uh, you know, a thought, a scripture, a model, anything that you leave us with, what would that one thing be?
1: One thought that I would definitely leave you with is and, you know, don't mind the, the grammar of it. And it may be slightly cliche, but <laughs> it's, it's real is... Um, it ain't over till it's over. Mm-hmm. It ain't over till God says it's over. Your your chapter is not done until you take your last breath and you close your eyes, right? And so uh, every day that you wake up, it's another opportunity to get it right or to fix it or to chase after that dream or go after that goal. And I literally have gone through the trenches. But in spite of it all, you know, I've been able to come out on the other side and, and begin to see the beauty of life. You know, not to say that it's not hard. You know, we're approaching holiday season and that's really one of the mm-hmm. toughest periods for me. But I have a six year old that loves Christmas, too. So, you know, it, it's a balancing act, but it, it's not over till God says it's over. And so I'm going to keep pushing. And I tell you, you all who's listening, keep pushing, keep going for your goals. You know, God is with you always, even till the end. And I, I just want to tell you just to keep going, just point blank, period, keep going. There's nothing too hard for God. With you and God, anything is possible.
0: Well, thank you so much, Kenesha, for your rawness and your transparency and the depth of willingness to share just all of it. I feel like you just, Absolutely. You, you put it on us today, you know, and, and held nothing <laughs> back, but that's what this, this lounge is all about us being able to be real with each other and to help each other through this thing called life. Um, for those who are tuned in, can you tell us where we can find you on the internet? Sure.
1: So on social media, Instagram, Facebook, I am Kenesha Nichelle. That's N as in Nancy, I-C-H-E-L-L-E, just like Michelle, but Kenesha Nichelle. My nonprofit organization is Season of Hope, so you can find us at org. And then my consulting agency so I have recently started an agency for any sports business owners if you are a trainer or you want to host tournaments or you want to start your own travel basketball or travel sports team I am the guru your operations MVP behind mm-hmm. everything administration behind the scenes um, that, that is my strong suit so we are Precision Sports and Event Consulting and you can find us at PrecisionSportsEvents.com And that's Precision Sports Event on Instagram as well.
0: Nice. Well, thank you again. I want you to take care of yourself and look forward to all the great things you're going to do ahead.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you too.